Jesus. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, are you recording? Do you want to? Oh, how do you want to start? Um, we already started. We've got, oh, well. uh, we've got singing going on, which we like to hear. So yes. thank you for that. Didn't realise we were yeah. recording. Better, oh, sorry. Uh, Coming out there from Bateman and myself earlier on in the car. No, the no, you're absolutely marvellous. You're singing the final countdown. <laughs> oh, what a tune! What a tune! <laughs> Maybe I'll let you try it. <laughs> well, on, on behalf of our um, Bromley Buzz teammate Sarah Marsh Collins, we're going to re- do the introductions here, starting with the dog. <laughs> well, the dog is the most important person in this room, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is Dusty, and he is the executive director of. He changes title every day. <laughs> we were doing, we were doing, on, 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 we were doing a, a, fest, a Penge Festival promo launch thing on Saturday. He was the chief executive. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's chief executive, executive director, head of box office, head of casting. Security. Security. Crowd control. Um, basically, he yeah. makes all the decisions. The book stops with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm Luke Adamson, and I'm the artistic director. I'm Joseph Lindo, and I'm the associate director. Together we are JLA Productions and we run the Bridge House Theatre here in Penge. Yeah. Um, wild guess, is it a dog friendly pub? The pub is very dog friendly. So um, Dusty obviously comes into work every day. Um, the manager, Sinan, has a, a little puppy called Bailey. Um, Hannah, that is uh, one of the supervisors, has a dog called Opie. Um, and then there's, there's a regular dog called Jolene that comes in. Um, there's a bulldog called Scylla. Like, it's, there's so many regular dogs. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Very dog-friendly. Yeah. The theatre, we, we have once had a, a dog in the theatre. Actually, we had a guide dog on Friday, apparently. Oh, did we? We had a guide dog on Friday. Um, uh, we weren't here on Friday. We had to hand over the reins because we had our show all table later. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, and yeah. we had one of our performance poetry nights. Um, one of the poets had written a poem about a dog. And then the dog in question actually came to watch, oh, wow. which was good fun. Rufus. Yeah, it's it's it, it's less manageable with more high 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 drama pieces, but with a quite quiet poetry night, it was very yeah. easy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Can yeah. I ask what brought you two together? Best drama friends. school. Yeah, drama, drama school. school. Became best friends at drama school and have worked together ever since. Yeah. We went to Alra, Alra, the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts over in Wandsworth. We were there 2008 to 2011. Mm. So and how did that meeting translate into the story that is now of the Bridge House Theatre? Um, so, yeah, we, we trained uh, as actors together at drama school. We were both quite technically minded as well, and so the other side of theatre um, and the creative side and, and the technical side and stuff like that. Um, had very similar sense of humour, became friends, and worked together producing stuff um, and all sorts of things after drama school. Mm. Created our own production company a few years ago, JLA Productions, so we're partners in that. And then, um, and then I became aware of the opportunity to take over this place. So I live just up the road um, by South Norwood Lakes, and um, this has always been sort of our local off West End theatre, and. I used to work up at the Hope Theatre in Islington. I was the associate director there for four years. Um, and I was actually, it was during lockdown, and I was looking into the possibility of doing some theatre in the park. Um, and for whatever reason, that was uh, not a possibility. Um, but then the Crystal Palace Park Trust brought a group of local theatre directors together, one of whom was Guy Ritalik, who used to run this space. Um, <laughs> 
Your watch is talking to you. It's not, but I was trying to turn it off. What is this black magic? Why is your watch talking to you? Um, so, yeah, and then Guy just mentioned in this meeting that um, he was no longer running the bridge house. So I sort of, ears pricked up. And I was like, well, who is? What's happening with the space? And he said, you're welcome to talk to the pub and see if they're interested in, in you taking it on. So I came and had a meeting with Scott and Simon and um, sort of put forward my proposal, which was to make it into a sort of a, a year-round um, presentation of professional off-West End theatre. Um, and they, they liked the idea. So we got the go-ahead in probably March, about a year ago. Yeah, probably about March, April last year. Um, and then we relaunched in September. Had a big relaunch showcase, a week-long sort of variety acts of different local talent. Um, you say variety, it wasn't, it wasn't variety. variety. There was some variety. We had physical theatre, we had duologues, we had poetry, we had... Yeah, but... There was a variety when, of when people think variety, they think... Yeah, people think variety, they think sword swallowers and fire breathers and comedians. They don't know that there, were, there weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Happened months ago. There's no way of them checking. Come on. I can't even remember. Even if Potter I attended, obviously. Yes, yeah, she was here. Well, we've had Richard Gere this last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gwyneth did her interpretive dance. Um, <laughs> and sold some of her candles and whatever else she does. Um, and then, yeah, so we had a sort of rotating... Um, program of things throughout the the autumn and into winter sort of it was i suppose the first few months were for us to sort of try things out and see what mm. people liked and what kind of things sold um we also when people sign up to our mailing list they get sent a survey so they can tell us what kind of things they like and how much they want to pay where they live so we know where our audience is sort of coming from um and that sort of informs our program going forward and then over Christmas, we produced in-house two pantomimes. Yeah, it was a sort of rep-style double bill of it being performed in tandem, in tandem rehearsed and performed in tandem. Yeah, um, so we did Dick Whittington, which was our family-friendly pantomime. And then yeah, so I thought you did a little, what sounded like a less family-friendly one. Yes, yes the adult panto. Sleeping booty. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what you'd expect. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did exactly what it, what, what it said on the tin, basically. Um, um, and then, unfortunately, we were curtailed by COVID, as were so many other... Uh, so we're now in sort of recover from that period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've done so well so far. Like, we had... We reopened this year with Pata Flafla, which was a, uh, an all-female punk musical. Yeah which did really well. And yeah. then this last week, we've just had Tonight I'm Entertaining Richard Gere, which was a, a one-woman comedy performed by Becky Lum, who is a local, lives just over near me, actually. Um, was, um, and that sold really well. Yeah, course. that did really well. It was very sold out on Friday. All the nights did really well, half full at least every night, basically. Mm. And it was a yeah, one-woman comedy about a woman who believes that she is dating Richard Gere mm. um, and then goes on various oh. stories. And about it, and we're sort of seeing her regaling us with various tales about her life and her family, and this meeting of Richard Gere uh, whilst she waits for her date to arrive for dinner. Mm. Um, yeah. You had uh, Debbie Bond, if I remember correctly. Didn't Debbie Bird. Debbie, Debbie Bird. Bird. Yeah, yeah, Debbie Bird. Yeah. 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 I, I interviewed her for the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And um, slightly horrifyingly, did a bit of um, uh, spontaneous comedy in there because. Uh, I, I pretended to be one of the world's worst dates for her. For <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she, frankly, 
Is she assertive? That's how often um, told me how dreadful I was at the end. <laughs> yeah, um, Debbie will do that. Debbie, yeah, she's, yeah she, she, she doesn't uh, uh, hold back. She's very good. She's excellent. Yeah. We, we we actually knew Debbie Bird from years ago. She was in uh, she was in Netflix, Netflix and, Chill. and Chill, which uh, not not the version that we produced, but that you directed and I production managed with um, a few years back now, actually 2019, 18. When was the first lockdown? First one was 2020, but she wasn't in that one. She was in the one, one previously. Which was 19 then, yeah. 2019. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Produced by Actor Awareness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we actually, Debbie went to the same drama school as we did, just not at the same time. And she yeah. taught at Charles Darwin School. Uh, yeah. Funnily enough. And we've got um, a student from there who's doing with her classmates uh, a presentation of film at the Bromley Picture House soon. Ah. And we're going to be speaking to her and uh, her teacher. Lovely. Uh, so it's lovely to spread across the arts into the mm. film side of things. And, Definitely. And, and the schools and all that. We're actually looking to branch out ourselves into film screenings. We've got a projector and a screen here and um, often on the performance poetry nights it's a sort of mix of mm. performance poetry and film mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, we had, uh, obviously we had Old My Old Man as well last year which was uh, a, a proper multimedia piece with the whole film section in the middle and stuff like that and then with, with bits of film and her the scene, actor interacting with, with it and stuff like that the film, standing yeah. from the screen and talking to the people opposite her on the film um, yeah. we've got projection in our next upcoming show yeah. as well and we had it in, Chris, in Panto yeah and I think just sort of going back to what you're saying about local talent it's one of the things that attracted me to taking over this place was the the amount of local talent. There is so much around here. Um, as was evident when we auditioned for Relaunched. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody that performed in in the Relaunched showcase, we had three or four different actors every night that week and they were all local and um, But when we when we planned it, when we planned it, we basically put out a call because people say like, Are you do you live South East London mm-hmm. and do you have do you want to be part of the of us relaunching a fringe theatre for South South East London? Um, and we thought, okay, we're going to have to fill it out quite a bit ourselves and we're going to have to maybe have people on for two nights each or something. And in the end, we had too much to go from. We, mm. auditioned, about, we auditioned about 25 people mm. and only one of them we didn't offer a slot to. Um, and then literally we couldn't have anyone on for more than one night and we had five nights and there was different people every night. Mm. Apart from us, we were on every night. We were on every night. But, um, but yeah. Well, one of the things which I've learned as a result of coming here... Um, because it comes across as a pub, mm, obviously, mm, mm. Bridge Town. But, yeah, but this is indeed a proper theatre. Mm, mm. uh, and you're giving me the full range of technical terms about in the round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell them about the seats and how yeah. we had it. Just to, just to add a little bit, we're in a room here which uh, is completely black clad on all four walls <laughs> and the floor and ceiling. <laughs> could do some touching up. There is a lighting rig above us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are chairs which are currently on three sides but mm-hmm. can be on all four mm-hmm. what I've been told yeah. it's the in the round comment and um, yeah it, it's got a nice atmosphere it's a lovely place to record a podcast actually I'm yeah, very, yeah. very pleased about that uh, <laughs> the word intimate theatre absolutely yeah, like I was saying about the warehouse theatre of Alden Croydon comes to mind I can't wait to come to a show here now yeah, oh, yeah. We, I mean we, we, we did our yeah, our everything into it. Into heart, soul, and finances. It's our heart, soul, and mortgages, yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when, we, when we took over running the space, it was just an empty black box. 
Um, so we, we invested in the seating, in the new lighting rig, new uh, equipment, everything. I say new, it was all second-hand. The lighting was brand new. new. The lighting rig, well, the actual physical scaffolding was That's true. brand new, very shiny. Very shiny, and lovely, lovely group of people. Is that yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> it was? It was shiny, it's been a few months. Maybe it's a new cobweb. <laughs> very shiny cobweb. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely amazing. Now, I mean, you know, when you think about how far you've come, mm. even with the pandemic happening, it's, mm. it's you know. I mean, people, people say we're mad taking over and relaunching. People are right. Uh, yeah, I'm one people, of those people. people yeah. Um, we need that madness. But it's madness that <laughs> it's, makes it. I, I do harp on about Warehouse Theatre Croydon. I'm mm. personally offended if it got shut down for various reasons. Yeah. You used to have an annual production of Dick Barton, right. which was stunning, mm. and other things in there. And it had uh, Liv Tyler, if, um, if that's her name, mm. one who did Arwen in um, uh, Lord mm. of the Rings. Mm. Uh, and I saw uh, one of James Boland. Really? Likely lads. Yeah. People like that. Could use a miserable so and so, but oh, so right. I saw him there anyway. <laughs> um, and the future, James Bowman's, Liv Tyler's, um, mm. Gwyneth Paltrow's, mm. come through places like this. Absolutely. And if people don't use them, they wither yeah. and, and die. And you need people who've got heart behind it and mm. yeah. creativity and uh, mortgages. Um, you know, well, <laughs> that's the thing is, having produced, I've been producing since 2010, and um, it just, I was shocked at, and kind of appalled at how much the, the creators of the work are responsible for mm. footing the bill for everything. And a lot of the venues literally just sit and cream off the top. And then with, with things like um, the play that goes wrong, for example, which is obviously a huge global success, started off in a fringe, in a pub theatre. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of those, those success stories that you always dream about, isn't it? The things that start as small and then for 10 years you're losing money, eventually it works yeah. out for you. But it's so rare. Um, so when we when we set up this place and the financial model for how we were going to run, we're like, this needs to be somewhere that the people creating the work actually get the benefits. Mm. So unlike the majority of pub theatres, we don't charge a higher fee for the companies coming in. We work entirely on a box office split in favour of the incoming company. So that means partly there's an onus on us to want to sell tickets because um, a lot of, well, not a lot of, but some of the places I've played before in London, it's like, there's the space, goodbye, and then they never you never hear mm. from them again. Um, so we were very much like this is going to be, you know, our tagline is community and creativity, and we want to build a community of creatives that want to come and and stage work here. Um, and you know, we had uh, just relax back in uh, in that yeah. opening season that's now going on to a run somewhere else. And they uh, sold out; they literally sold out every single night. Did yeah. very well. It's sort of five performances over four over four days, mm. and every single one, including the Saturday matinee, sold fifty seats. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it's so it's sort of we're slowly, and and I know other theatres are now doing it as well. Theatre Five Hundred Three in Battersea yep. has, has has taken up this model as well to stop charging higher fees to the artists because it, it does it does happen that they take all the, the risks, the financial risks, and then as with the play that goes wrong, some other company picks it up and mm. takes it on and makes all the profit. Yeah. So. Um, the other thing, I suppose, with the box office split, it's not just about the actual amount of money that you do or don't make at the end as a company, but about how much you need to 
stake at the beginning because even if, if even if it sells really well and that's and you you make loads at the end that's still at the end by which point you've had to pay you you all that time you've, you you need something and with the box yeah. of a split basically if you if you've got a spare 100 pounds for the initial deposit for us so that we can start printing stuff and all these sorts of things then everything else is dealt with at the ticket sales at the end and you don't have to worry about do you know what i mean you don't have to worry about paying paying guarantees and things like that until actually there's some income at the end of the run um yeah so you don't you know you don't need the spare five grand to, to, to start with mm. um you know and, and that sort of also facilitates the companies being able to pay their actors properly yeah you know um we're working very closely with equity to make sure that we use the in the um the equity fringe agreement um obviously they don't expect you to pay the weekly that they might expect um, yeah. bigger theatres to pay, but it is you know at least uh, the national living wage for everybody involved in the productions, and that's important to us. And a contract as well. That's the other mm. thing. So, so much historically, so much fringe theatre and so much profit share or low budget theatre has been on a wing and a prayer, and there's never been a guarantee. The actors can often get screwed over. You know, we won't name names, but there's plenty of theatres that have that are known for being a bit dodgy. Hmm. Um, fewer and fewer of them hmm. but you know in the past there have been and having a contract even if it's one just for just for bare minimum wage is a contract that you that you've got uh, with equity um, hmm. you know not just a promise from some bloke in the back of a pub hmm. yeah tell us about what you've got coming up and in particular the show that starts this week uh, mental health seeing as in that's a coaching that area hmm. um so yeah, the, the show that's opening this week is actually uh, one that we've co-produced with the Maltings in St Albans and I have directed and it's called Under Electric Candlelight and it's about a young uh, nurse who um, sort of suffers a, a tragic event in A&E um, and it sets him off on a bit of a, a spiral um, in which he sort of contemplates life and, and the purpose of it all. And then he meets a very blunt and bruti- brutally logical middle-aged woman mm. named Lola, who, through her very unique style, sort of get, gets him to see life in a in a different way. She has a sort of uh, a alternatively uplifting approach to life, one that is so logical and so brutal that actually it's quite carefree and quite you know kind of, kind of you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of philosophical discussion in a very light-hearted way about about life and what it is to be alive. Mm. And um, we sort of we hope that it is ultimately hopeful, uh, even though it does touch on some very dark themes. Mm. Uh, and it's entirely underscored by the music of the Kinks, mm. which has been immense fun for me. Yeah, I did the sound design going back because I was a fan of the Kinks anyway, but then going back and discovering songs I'd never heard. Mm. And that actually a lot of people might not have heard. Yeah. And threading them through the show has been fantastic. So that's what's coming up. That opens on... Tomorrow, um, Tuesday. Yes. I mean, I don't know when Wait, this won't, is going It won't out. be tomorrow when this is coming out. Yes, but. it might have been yesterday. might have opened yesterday. We might be open. Um, so that runs until the 26th? 26th, yeah. So of Tuesday the 15th to... No, 20... Yeah, 26th. 26th. That's the 26th. Um, and uh, then we have a variety of things coming after that. We've got... Um, well, during that, we have our drag bingo, 
on the on um, on on the Monday night. That's downstairs in the pub, actually. Um, yeah, and 21st. we have stand up in here on the twentieth. So that's the twentieth and twenty first. We've got stand up comedy and drag bingo. Um, then we have a variety of things coming up. We have a biographical play about uh, Frankie Howard called Howard's End. That's uh, by the fantastic Mark Farrelly. That opens on the 29th. You're very good with your dates. Because I'm part calendar. You've also, um, you are part calendar. Part, yeah. <laughs> um, we've also yeah. got, on the 27th, we've got a drag act. Um, yes, that's so girl. The, the, who's that girl um, uh, is the show. And that opened that Sunday, the 27th, the day after Candlelight finishes. Um, we've also got Jigsaw coming up, which is a fantastic... Um, beautiful. musical gig sort of gig theatre musical about um, growing up with autistic siblings it is just I saw it last year at the Kit Rose Kingston um, and it's yeah so it's one woman's own personal story it's a one woman show supported by four musicians on stage with her interacting with her playing music and again there's multimedia in that as well there's a use of projection for videos and there's real clips from her childhood and stuff and her brothers um and real stories and it's just oh it's one of the best things that I've seen in recent years it's just brilliant um, again it is it, it, it is heart-wrenching at times but ultimately hopeful much like we said with candlelight mm. you do leave you don't leave thinking oh isn't it dreadful to be autistic it's not that at all it's very like um, uh, well, yeah I think I, I don't mm. think she mind me quoting just this one line from it which is um, she says I don't. I don't say that I've got. Um, I've got two autistic brothers. I say that I have two brothers who are very keen on their routine, very keen on trains, not very good at talking. Do you know what I mean? It's kind. Of, they are still, and it's it's very positive and very wholesome, but also very funny, very heart wrenching, and just brilliant piece of theatre. Have you bumped into the Casper charity? I don't think I have. Have you? Casper, no. It's a local autism. Is it? Right. They have a, literally an autism cafe in Bromley. Right, right. I can um, put you in touch with Yes, please, please, that would be wonderful. Because um, one of the things that we also like to do is, um, with our previous work with Netflix and Chill, we raise money for the Mental Health Foundation. Yeah. Um, we're hopefully pairing with the Listening Place on Under Electric Candlelight, um, which is a suicide prevention sort of charity. Um, and on my play, One Last Waltz, that we did um, in 2018, 2015, uh, we raised money for the Alzheimer's Society. That was about Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, paired with them on that, so that would be great. If you could yeah, brilliant. Because uh, also the the, with the jigsaw, so that's uh, that's the week after Howard's End. So um, that's t- like first week of April, basically. And obviously, April is Autism Awareness Month as well. Yeah. So. Um, that was one of the reasons we pro- program, programmed it in that in that slot, basically. Mm. Um, so that's whatever that is. That's the fifth of April. It starts something like that. I can't remember. Tuesday. I'm not part calendar the, fir- like you. the first, the first Tuesday, the first Tuesday in April. Our, our main, our main shows run Tuesday to Saturday. So Howard's End is 29th. To, yeah, 29th. Second, third, and then. Um, yeah, we've also got some physical theatre. The Sea Breeze calls. Sea Breeze calls me. The innovative new writing. Um, mm. I don't think it's been staged before, has it? They did. They yes. Did, yeah. Did, yeah. They did a, a, a sort of a, an R and D. Yeah. Yeah. Performance of it. Um, and that's got two nights here. So on our Sunday Monday slots, tenth and eleventh. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Absolute Certainty coming up, which is a, another new play. Yeah. Um, which is very exciting by Stuart Campbell exploring. Um, where you draw the line when, when people are drunk and things happen. Um, 
very interesting, very interesting piece. Um, and then also we have the man in the shed coming up, which I'm very excited about because <laughs> I shall be directing that again myself. Tremendously um, silly. It's going to be. It's like, very, very funny, silly. but also it does have a bit of a, a sort of an underlying serious not ten- serious tension. There is a, there is a. But it's it's sort of about um, this you know this middle aged guy sitting in his shed trying to do a vlog, talking about um, the wonderful dark side of the moon album. And uh, throughout it, you sort of realise it's actually a man that's totally lost in the world that he's found himself living in and how the world has moved on without him. Um, but very, very funny. Yeah. Um, I think that's quite... You know, it's, 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 the themes in that one, it's quite like... As you get older as well, and if you get, get lonely or potentially as well, there's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of people, you can see stuff in that, the, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the lonely man in his shed talking about this thing that he's obsessed with, and mm. it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to as yeah. you get older, and you, you know. And when's that one out? That's May. May. Exactly. What well, are the dates? week in June. Mm. Yeah. Thinking that. Zeno, so um, uh, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm probably going to say something you're going to say, which is that you recently interviewed one of these attacking loneliness champions, mm-hmm. Councillor Asia Cuthbert. Uh, uh, she'll be a very good invitee to what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've got some family friendly stuff. Yes, we've, we've got, got the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Uh, Coming in the Easter holidays. Uh, yeah, yeah well, they, I want you to remember because it's deliberately during the Easter week of school. Holiday. So it's uh, <laughs> so we've got a, we've got some ma- a matinee performance, it's a fantastic um, musical pirate adventure. This yeah, is, uh, this is literally the first time during all these dates they started actually look at his phone. Yeah, <laughs> 13th, 13th of April. 13th of April. Yeah, so I don't know April. what I'm doing today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, that Buccaneers has got a 2.30 and a 7.30 for family friendly, got an afternoon one as well. And then um, we shall be announcing this week that on Easter Saturday, which I believe is the 15th of April. Sounds about right. Uh, we have a full day of comedy. So we have multiple acts in two performance spaces. So in here in the theatre and out in the newly covered beer garden. With nice new heaters and new tables and new yeah um so we will be having um sort of edinburgh previews and and shows that should have been at the vaults festival before the vaults festival was cancelled um with uh the wonderful arthur smith comedian arthur smith will be playing he's very fun yeah so he will be um he'll be playing in the beer garden at i believe 6 p.m on easter saturday and each uh show will be five pounds to try and encourage you to come to lots of them, um, and then Arthur, I believe, is a ten-pound ticket to see him. Yeah, headline act. Yeah. Um, I start hanging out here with all the comedy stuff, so I get a bit more. I'm not very good at getting jokes, you see. Oh, People no. laugh at me. I get them like maybe half an hour later. Uh, on the drive home. I drive home. And the people look at me and say, "That was ages ago." <laughs> I've known you for two or three years, and um, I have never noticed that really. Oh, I've already noticed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a similar thing to we did we did last summer. We did uh, a, a, an all day comedy festival last summer, mm-hmm. sort of before we officially relaunched as like a kind of uh, a, a pre launch special day festival thing. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, so the idea is you come along, five pound a pop, five pound a ticket. Um, you stay, you watch a show, uh, you stay for a bit, you have some food, maybe maybe um, uh, and then st- have another show and a drink and another show and you yeah. know. End up staying two oh, till, two till had, ten. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred people through the doors. Was yeah. that through pre-booking or both? Can you pay at the door? Both. 
We yeah. prefer people always to book online, and that's one thing that we're really... It was something I particularly pushed for because it, 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 it rationally infuriates me, uh, this thing of, like, when you're booking tickets and they say, right, it's, you know, £10 a ticket or whatever, and you go online and then it's £10 a ticket, and then on top of that you've got your admin fee for ticket source or event right or whatever, and then the extra fee and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and next thing fee. you know, you're paying an extra 10%. Mm-hmm. And like, it's fine, it's only a quid out of 10 or whatever, but just advertise what it is so we we all of our ticket prices everything that we do we wrap it all up together so what we have, what we say you're paying is what you're paying you can make donations as well and stuff like that and all sorts of other things that you can ways you can support us either with financially or in other ways um, but yeah it is you can book online and what that also hopefully encourages people to do is book online because it doesn't cost you anything more to book online than it does booking to in book advance is good for us sorry no I was saying I think that's important um, for people to know that because often mm. people don't like booking online mm. because of all of those I often would, would not because it, it just annoyed me so much and that's why I was quite keen on that um, um, in particular um, and yeah and gets people booking their tickets in advance so mm. what we already interacted with you online anyway mm. but spell out your links aha so, so on the socials on the social medias we are at Penge Theatre which is nice and easy to remember. It's the same across all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, and our website is thebridgehousetheatre.co.uk and details of all of our shows are on there. If you are a creative sitting out there in Bromley thinking, oh, I'd love to perform in that 50-seat black box theatre, details also on our website of how you can get in touch if you want to bring a show. If you're out there looking for rehearsal space, Get in touch. We have a wonderful space here that you can rehearse in during the day when there's no shows on. Um, and that doesn't even need to be just for, for rehearsals for plays. In fact, we've, we've had, had yoga groups in here. We've, yeah, had we've dance had groups. People just doing a bit of uh, music, music band, band rehearsals. And practice. And that's another thing. We try and be, again, as affordable as possible in that regard. A lot of places charge through the nose for, for that. We Our policy for day rehearsal hires um, is £10 an hour up to a maximum of £50. So you're never going to pay more than £50. You can have it from 11 till 6 for 50 quid, or you can have it from you know 11 till 12 for a tenner. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and our details yeah. on the website. Now, you mentioned a uh, festival a little while ago. Uh, another festival mm. is in its 50th year, the Penge Festival. That's what we were talking and about, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So we, tell us more. Um, so, um, Penge Festival is, I mean, there's such a wonderful community vibe. Mm. in Penge um, so supportive and when we when we first launched we were we made contact with Simon Geel who's one of our local councillors and he's been wonderfully supportive and, and him and, and Maureen that are sort of the, the driving forces behind the festival got in touch with us and um, asked us what we could do what we wanted to do as part of the festival so we're we're having um, we're going to have a drag cabaret during the festival we've got the Penge Chamber Choir yep. coming in um, we're going to have again stand up comedy coming in we're also looking at potentially doing something with a disabled led theatre company um, and uh, we'll also be hosting with the Bridge House pub downstairs the sort of the closing ceremony um for the for the, the whole festival. 9th of July, I think. You and your dates. It's important <laughs> to know these things. Oh my God. I, I just know it's later in the year and that it's to do with the festival and it's going to be fun. Um, so we will have our sort of our usual programme of theatre running throughout the festival period as well as these specific one-off festival events. 
Um, and I mean, there's events all over, up and down the yeah. high street, and there's always something on. And you can you can grab a flyer for that um, a special. F- I can't believe it's been going 50 years. It's phenomenal. Mm. It's phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're very excited for that, um, and it will be our first time being a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all very exciting. It's all very exciting. Okay. Penge rocks. Right, um, Joe the Dates Man. <laughs> yeah. What was your opening date? For when we are. For candlelight. Oh, 14th of September, I want to say. Or when we took over, or when we actually officially relaunched. When we relaunched. Is that a phone coming out? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Just to, to double check, I want to say 14th of September is when we actually did the relaunch showcase that was. I believe the. Are you talking 2021 here? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, so recent. Very recent. Ah, so, no, we had Gamma Ray Theatre were 14th of... Yes, no, 14th of September was the first night of relaunch. Bang on. Oh, Yay. that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's... Your credibility is maintained. <laughs> <laughs> he has no credibility. <laughs> All right, last question from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about a couple of highlights since you've been doing this. Really. I really enjoyed our relaunch showcase. It was so like that was for me just the, that 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 whole week with all these people coming in and um, us like people just congratulating us for what we for what we would embarked upon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being like going, you know, that was beautiful. Um, the Pantos, I think, for Pantos me, were, the, were the fact that this cast of seven actors and and myself and yourself and and Brendan who co-directed and choreographed with us that mm. in three weeks we put together two phenomenal award nominated yeah off the, off the nominated um, so that's a highlight but also I'm going to be cheesy as anything here and say that a highlight for me is every single company that comes in and does a show here leaves having had a good time mm. yeah we've never yeah that's, and that's, that's important that not only have they made some money and had a good run and got good audiences and things like that, but they've had an, a fun, supported time in the theatre and without fail, every yeah, company has I don't that. Think I don't think we've had a single negative review yet from any, any company, and not just the people who've actually been here with shows, but people, we had a, a company in this, this weekend um, just, who just hired the space for the weekend to re- uh, rehearse their next show, um, and they stayed yeah. for a drink downstairs on Saturday, didn't they? They were downstairs. <laughs> and yesterday, I saw them. So you know, they 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 clearly enjoyed being here, enjoyed the vibe, and enjoyed the atmosphere. That they stick around and mm. and support the pub as well. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. We've enjoyed the interviews. Have you got anything else you'd like to ask? No, it's been absolutely fantastic. It's lovely to finally meet you guys. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you thank for you. your ongoing support on the old social media. And we look forward to welcoming you to a show soon. Yeah. Uh, very soon. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you.